What's happening, everybody? What's happening, everybody? It's a beautiful Tuesday morning, um, April the what, 19th? April the 19th, man, this year is flying by. We're four months in already, kids on spring break. Oh, my goodness. But pray that all you all are safe out there, that your kids ain't running you crazy, that you ain't you ain't choked none of them yet. By the grace of God, you ain't choked none of them yet. Uh, uh, uh. Put my Denzel Washington, huh? Uh-huh. My, I can't say the word on here. Anyway, but um, I pray that you ain't choking on them yet. They ain't run you crazy. Yo, get out and do something with them this week. No, spend a little time with your kids, man. I do a little something for spring break. If you can't go out of town because of work schedules or something like that, take them to a water park. Just do something with them so that they can say that they did something on their spring break before they go back to school. They got little fairs and carnivals going on. So just find something, you know, to do with your kids. Spend a little time with your kids, man. I don't care if you work 20 hours a day find some time to just spend some time with your children because they're only going to be children for but for so long once they get a certain age you just want to choke them every day you know you just want to wrap something around their necks and and just act like you're going to you don't really want to choke them but just just let them know you let them feel that power in your hand let them know like hey your life is in my hand boy or girl your life is in my hand <laughs> let me stop but, but um anyway i'm gonna talk about righteous jealousy this morning because I remember a verse, I think it's in Romans 11, maybe, but I know it's in Romans and, it, and it's pretty much, you know, Paul detailing how God actually uses jealous jealousy, you know, and a lot of times I think when we think about God, we think that God is just, you know, we, that God doesn't have the, the qualities of men, but we were created in his image. So if we're created in God's image. That means that every emotion that we go through, including anger, including jealousy, including whatever, that guess what? God has those emotions as well. You know, he, he might tell us to not be jealous because he knows the after effects. He knows, you know, what can come of that. But there's a righteous jealousy, just like anger. He said, don't be angry, but you have to you have to keep these things in context and know that there's a such thing as righteous anger. We see that Jesus got angry when he saw what the money changers were doing in the temple, how they were cheating the people. And Jesus went in there with a righteous anger and started flipping over the tables. So there's a such thing as righteous jealousy as well. Um, and even God called himself jealous. He said, I, I, the Lord, thy God, am a jealous God, visiting the iniquities to the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. In other words, he was telling them, look, you know, these people that hated me and did all this stuff against me, if, if they don't repent or they don't get things in line, I'm going to punish their families down to the third and fourth generation. That's that's God speaking. You know what I'm saying? He says, I'm going to visit the iniquities. I'm going to punish their families down to the third or fourth generation. So that means, you know, with generational curses, you could be being punished for something your great grandfather did. Your great great grandmother did you you can literally be punished for things of that nature if somebody doesn't break that chain and that and we break that chain through through love through jesus christ uh we break that chain through sometimes research sometimes you need to find out what actually caused the iniquity find out what grandmama granddaddy was into find out what mama was into a lot of these generational curses come out of ignorance and ignorance is not a bad word it's simply not knowing what happens sometimes you you know have you have stuff that is that's going on in family for generations and it can be over the simplest thing the Hatfield and the McCoys fighting forever and it can be over something as simple as where a mailbox was yeah I think I told that story one time before about this family I know that's in a heavy few they might be still few over the position of a mailbox and 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 
it's so dangerous because these people are alive now and they're feuding over where this mailbox is being put up, where it is on the land. One person is on my land, another person is on my land and they're feuding over this. But the dangerous thing about it is if, if this generation of people dies, right? And they never resolve this issue about this mailbox, they're going to pass that over to the next generation. And so now you're going to have another generation of kids growing up that are going to be mad at the people across the street and they're going to have no no idea why they're mad. <laughs> they, they're not going to have any idea why they're mad. Why? Because the anger just got passed down from mama to grandmama to whoever, and it got passed down to the children. So now the children beefing with each other over something that happened in two generations before them. And it was simple as simple as where a mailbox was placed. So God says he visited the iniquities to the 34th generation of them that hate him. He, he is a jealous God. Now that jealousy is a righteous jealousy and it's, it's displayed in Romans 11. I believe it's Romans 11 because he was talking about, Paul was talking about how salvation or the message of the cross has now been given to the Gentiles. Remember, Jesus said, I came to the Jews. I came to the Hebrews. I came to my people, the lost sheep of Israel first, but they rejected him. And so Paul says the message is now of salvation is now going to the Gentiles, the people who are not Israel. And God says that I hope it will provoke them to jealousy. In other words, they're going to see the freedom that the Gentiles are living in. They're going to see salvation on the Gentiles. And I hope that my people, Israel, will look at the Gentiles and get jealous and then turn back to me. It's a righteous jealousy. And so when you look at even our own lives, you know, I've I've even done this with my own children. You know what I'm saying? People say, oh, you shouldn't be jealous, but there's a such thing as righteous jealousy. I've even done this with my own children to prompt one of them to do better or to do I would do things for one that is doing good you know what I'm saying and pretty much let the other one see that if you step your game up you can get this as well you know what I'm saying it's a righteous jealousy so we have the same thing in our lives you know you should surround yourself with people that make you righteously jealous you should surround yourself with people that are doing better than you people that are always striving people that are always you know just accomplishing goals and people that are always go-getters and you should look at that and have a righteous jealousy not a jealousy that you want them to do bad and not a jealousy that you want to bring them down a jealousy that makes you want to step your game up you know what i mean that you you can righteously compete with your homeboy your homegirl righteously compete with the the next door married couple it's not that we you know we're trying to be like the mccoys or we trying to be like them no we it's just a righteous jealousy me and my wife even shared a righteous jealousy one time when we both decided to go back to school back in like 2014 you know she she get a, a degree i get a degree you know she do a good on the paper i do good on the paper you know it was a righteous jealousy between us it was a good good loving competition that pushed both both of us to a new level and so this is what god was actually trying to do with israel he was trying to take them to a new level by blessing the people that they don't even like see most israelites and most hebrews didn't like gentiles and so god says i'm gonna bless the people that you don't even like to provoke you to jealousy in other words i'm showing you what i can do with you what i want to do with you and i'm using a people that you don't even agree with i'm using a people that you don't even like i'm blessing them not for you to be mad with them but so that you can say wow if god is doing that for them and they're not originally even his people if he's doing that for them how much more would he do for us another example of righteous jealousy um when i first uh <laughs> 
when when churches first kind of start shutting down back in March of 2020 and people start going online, you know, um, I had people give me stuff where right? I had somebody give me two guitars so far. I had somebody give me three keyboards so far. So I'm a believer that if somebody just walks up and gives you something, it's because God is actually sending that, you know, God says he'll bring certain things back to your remembrance. And so if God is sending that, that means that that's that's an un. That's an unlocked talent or unlocked gift that you you have that you don't even know you have. But other people know you have it because that's what the Bible says, that be careful how you entertain strangers because you could be entertaining angels unawares. These angels could be in the form of strangers or people that in a different realm know you differently. They can see things in you that you can't even see in yourself. And so they'll walk up and give you something. So I have people walk up and give me keyboards, organs, uh, uh guitars and I never saw myself as a musician because I, I love to sing you know what I'm saying and and I leave the plan to everybody else but when I was given these things something just clicked in my mind like maybe you should start, try to learn to play them so my whole thing was I don't want to be stuck so I start I start down and, and started learning how to play the keyboard but I didn't want to get stuck playing the keyboard because I know I had to preach. <laughs> I know I had to do all these other things, right? So I said, well, I want to get my son to learn how to play. I already have one that's a drummer. I want to get my other son to learn how to play. But I knew that just telling him to do it because these kids have so many distractions now. You know what I'm saying? Telephones in their hands 24-7. Uh, is this always something else taking up their time or occupying their time? But I knew that in order for me to get him to learn, that I had to provoke him to it through righteous jealousy. And so what I did was I learned. And when I would play with my son on Sunday morning, my other son would be looking like, man, shoot, I want something to do now. I started hearing it. He wouldn't say it to me, but he would say it to his mom. Man, shoot, everybody talking about how good uh, daddy and Zay sound. I want something to do now. So you remember that on the, well, y'all might be too young, some of y'all, but on the A-team, with Hannibal would always say, I love it when the plan comes together. <laughs> so that's what it was for me. When he started saying, man, I want something to do now, or he would see me paying my other son for playing drums on Sunday morning, then that righteous jealousy kicked in. I could hear him bickering, and it was for me, it was like, man, I love it when the plan comes together. So then I sat him down beside me. Hey, every Sunday morning, you come sit beside me, show him how to play one song. I remember I showed him how to play this one song, and then I put him on the spot two days later in church. I showed him on like a Friday. And two days later in church, I was like, come on up here and play it. And of course, he didn't want to do it. But watch how sometimes God will push you into your destiny. He didn't want to do it because he didn't think he was ready. But God don't wait for us to think that we're ready because he knows when we're ready. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so being that I'm his father, I knew that he could do it. He did it all day Friday, but he was allowing other people. He was allowing the crowd to make him feel as if he was inadequate or he couldn't do it. But being his father, I could see things that he couldn't see. And I knew that he was ready. So I called him up there. He didn't want to do it. But then when I started singing the song and he came in and he played it so masterfully, then he started getting all these wows, started getting all these congratulations and pats on the back. Then I could see him swell up. <laughs> I could see him swell up. And now guess what? He loves music. Now he loves to play. So I used a righteous jealousy to get him into his destiny. And then after I, I got him to even start learning and practicing, 
I had to kind of force him into it. So sometimes in life, guess what? God will use righteous jealousy to get us into our, our destiny. He will he will place people in our midst and around us that are doing better than us, that are striving, not because he wants us to beat them down or tear them up, but he wants us to come up to where they are. He wants us to strive to be better. He wants us to get to another level. And also sometimes God will force you into a situation just like I did my son. He will force you into a situation to push that destiny out of you. He sees things in you that you don't see in yourself. You're letting the crowd keep you down. You're letting the crowd intimidate you. Let the crowd tell you that you're not ready. But God says that you are ready. My brothers and my sisters, whatever it is, you are ready. God bless you guys. Y'all hang in there and I'll see y'all in a little bit.